0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Your brain might just help you learn something, in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly. But you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell.
2: Welcome, everybody. We've got a wonderful, uh, interesting topic that I think affects just about everybody in this world at some point. If you've ever been in a relationship, you would understand what I'm talking about, and that of the topic is called growing apart. And, you know, growing apart is a very, very scary proposition, especially when a couple is married and they can't seem to find the attraction for each other anymore, can't seem to admit it, can't seem to... Uh, uh... you know put off their sex life put off their intimacy uh... both are two different topics by the way we'll talk about that later but they they basically begin to uh... fade and it's really hard to get those feelings back by yourself you've got to work on it and this is something that i find in all the years of therapy that i've been conducting with folks this is something that i find on a constant basis and i've found also in my own personal life and like i said i think everybody has this topic affected them in one way or another um, you know, we've fallen in and out of love in long term marriages uh, on a continuous basis. Um, you know there's one days when you just can't stand your partner and the next day you're, you're madly in love and there's periods and phases that can go years that are like that and uh, it's just interesting how uh, people resonate and how people float and cope with relationships that they feel that negative feeling of growing apart. And, uh, and getting it back together. And getting it back together is very, very exciting when it happens. You know, he, he, let's look at, you know, the, the fact is of what we chase and what we keep. You know, what we chase is, you know, and the truth is, uh, well, let's just look at life first. Life lasts a really, really, you know, a full life. If someone lives a full life, it can last a really, really long time. And, and yet we base in on, on juxtaposition are relationships on decisions of emo- of, of uh, emotions like lust, passion, and chemistry. and And the fact is, in relationship studies, traditional attraction wears off within 18 to 24 months. And so lust, passion, and chemistry aren't going to carry the load through the many, many years of dating and marriage. And so what we have to look at is... How to make this thing continue to heat up and stay heated and stay warm and people loving each other and wanting each other, and uh, you know the fact is is if it would take probably less than a day for any couple to have legal reasons to divorce each other after getting married. Um, you know, this probably also corresponds to what you've experienced in real life and, and that 18 to 24 months something pooped out. Namely, it's, it, it's hard to get excited about someone with whom you've been intimate for two years straight. That doesn't mean it's impossible. But if you ask most married couples, the nature of sex changes. And the truth is also we're biologically designed in our young teenage years to be Horny, and and the truth is, during that phase, it's we're biologically and genetically designed to breed. And yes, we want our teenagers not to be doing that kind of stuff. But if you look back less than a hundred years ago, you would find that married was the normal age was thirteen to eighteen years old, and so therefore, people have the equipment at that age. They had the uh, ability to marry back then with the church. And now there's a lot of legal reasons and a lot of um, uh, uh, doctrine that allows people not to get married until they're of age. And so the deal is, I think that's a good thing, but biologically, we're not going to change our genetic makeup in less than 100 years after several thousands of years of living on this planet. And so the deal is, w- teenagers are designed to breed, and it's very, very hard to get them not to, and especially even in their early 20s when they have finally got their ability to be in a adult officially and to drink and do all those crazy things. And uh, they'll go after it. And so we as a society have to understand that there is a lot of breeding going on with those young people and that is what they're supposed to do biologically, genetically. However, socially, that's not what we're wanting. So we're fighting a battle that contradicts our genes. Um, you know, the the other thing is, you, you see these couples, these three times a day or three times a night couple uh, that uh, say they've done that well into their 50s. Well, yes, but they're very rare. And if you're comparing yourself to those kind of people, not a good idea. You're going to be very depressed. Um, you know So if life becomes more about responsibility, friendship, compatibility, and all those boring things that married couples cite – how much emphasis should we put on physical attraction in our 20s and 30s? Because when it all comes down to it, responsibility, friendship, and compatibility are what carry the day into our adult life and, and in old age. You know, it's no secret that compatibility is a stronger predictor of a relationship health than chemistry, yet chemistry is what we chase. Somehow hoping it turns into compatibility as well, and that, that's foolish, You know, it rarely does. Look look at your most passionate relationships. Where are they now? Exactly. Yet, we can't help ourselves. We're attracted to what we're attracted to, often to our own detriment, which is how men end up with hot, crazy women and women end up with hot, emotionally unavailable men. This isn't my opinion. This is life. Just look around. Okay. Physical attraction. Can a partner who's been physically attracted to his or her mate, grow this attraction with time. You know, in all the years of practicing family therapy, I have never seen a partner acquire sexual attraction when they never had it to begin with. This, to me, I believe, and I, is a truth of human nature. If you didn't have it, you ain't gonna get it. So, you know, fooling yourself to believe this person is wonderful is not always going to carry the day for you for sexual attraction. I've seen a few who had some some attraction and grew more attraction, Mm, but even those that were attracted to non-physical aspects of their their partners, such as uh, intellect, couldn't seem to harvest a physical attraction overall that lasted a long period of time. And in this sense, you either have it from the beginning or, or not. And, and that is my opinion. And that's not black and white thinking. That is just what I've seen. That doesn't mean it's the way it is, but that's what I've seen personally. I'm not saying that a lack of physical attraction will necessarily mean the demise of a relationship or a marriage. You know, me, Many people live together without physical attraction and no sexual relations. Other things outweigh physical attraction to these people, and and companionship and security sometimes are much more important to them than sexual attraction. Some find their mates interesting and stimulating, but to many, this type of relationship may be a so-called house of cards. Now, to some, that's probably true, and to others, it may not be. Um, You know, fading sparks, when people just start to lose it, they, they... complain of losing that, that fire in their relationship. Some chalk it up to evolved differences, you know, a growing apart, a f- uh, too much familiarity. You know, the, 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 the emptiness that can submerge a relationship after the first months or years have caused many couples to lose hope and even look elsewhere for excitement of newfound intimacy. You know, with researchers estimating that 30 to 60% of married individuals in the United States will have an affair at some point in their relationship, it is time to really examine what causes our affections to die and what prompts the shift from helpless love to deep disinterest. It's amazing, it's something that happens, and once again, as a therapist, I call that job security. What turns our heart racing enthusiasm for another person to boredom and dissatisfaction is a great question. You know, this bond is formed when, when the honeymoon phase is going on. You know, there's sincere feelings of love, respect, attraction, and they're all of a sudden replaced by images of security, connectedness, and protection. Not so sexy. The thought of these may all seem like positive attributes to an intimate relationship, uh, placing a priority on, on form over substance. And, but it's a key destroyer to any close relationships. People who engage in fantasy of attraction value routine over spontaneity and safety over passion. They go through the motions of being together or involved but without bringing the energy, independence, and affection that once colored their relationship. And that's what causes the spark to fade. The risk infusing energy in our identity with another person is that we often lose respect and attraction we once held for them. That means that once we began the process of merging our lives together, and what I'm trying to say is that bonding of each other and having to make decisions together can cause people to have a disconnect. And uh, the sense of loss of identity. And then there's a grieving period that actually follows that. And that also sometimes makes its way into the loss of attraction. We we also stand to lose ourselves in the relationship. Some people have no boundaries. And they resent their partner for overbearing, being overbearing. And they tend to uh, lose their affection for that person. They don't feel safe with them because they haven't handled the trust well. And by the way... Fading sparks also are attributed to a lack of trust. You know, the the good news is we can restore these feelings in therapy. That's the good news. If you have a good therapist and you blend with them as a couple, you can restore these sparks. You know, the, the deal is, though, we've got to grow the trust back. And the trust is what leads us into the passion again, because then we're allowed to let our soul be vulnerable. So, so, here's some reasons people grow apart. Uh, boredom. You know, m- marriage is boring, punctuated with deadening routines, cynical arguments, sarcasm, repetitive conversations, lack of listening, a sense of uh, been there, done that. We all recognize the potential to turn our marriage into this type of experience because many of us have had this type of experience. You know, marriage is a lot of work. Long-term relationships, a lot of work. The more we commit to each other, the more we pull together, the more boring our life becomes because all of our decisions are watered down by our partner's opinions and feedback. So, how do you avoid it? Like everything else, it it, can can't be emphasized enough that a successful marriage requires a lot of work. So, to an exciting marriage, it's easy to fall into a rut. Soul numbing boredom, mundane routine. But if we can't avoid that, it's up to us to change it. No outside force. It's not going to throw yourself itself on the hood of your car or on the window of your car and say, you know, change, change, I need change. It's not going to happen. Uh, We have a tendency to indulge in magical thinking and assume that some external factor is going to prompt change and spice up our routine and show us the way, and and this is really bad reasoning. You know, change is up to us. Bored people are boring. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the reasons people grow apart, and then we're going to talk about what attraction is and how to grow it back together. Come back. (laughs) Come back.
3: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit DRGBMFT.com. or visit drgbmft.com today if you think you've seen online
0: tv before
3: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
1: Are you good at leading yourself? In order to be more effective leaders in business, as managers, or in any organization, you've got to start by being good at self-leadership. On Leadership Takeoff, host Mo Glenner and his guests bring you the tools to help you lead yourself and your team to truly become the pilot in command. You need to tune in to Leadership Takeoff, live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Because the sky is not the limit, it's only the beginning. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed.
3: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's absurd
2: psychology. Welcome back. We're talking about growing apart in relationships. All right, um, let's look at the, another identifier of what causes people to, to grow apart, and that's separate lives. So, so, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking separate vacations sometimes or, or spending some time apart, spending some time with the guys, the girls, whatever. Um, but the deal is, is, you guys need to check in. Uh, people in relationships that have grown apart need to continue to communicate with each other. It is important to have your own individual lives and then come back together. And not that doesn't mean just your work life. That means personal things. You know, some people like golf. Some people like sports. Some people like um you know just going hiking or or something like that you know whatever they like they need to be able to do those things and maybe those things are not shared by their partner as a joy and so it's very important for people to be able to share their experiences when they have gone off and been by themselves and come back together cuz they can learn from each other but the other thing is it's so important to check in and, and talk and and continue even if it's a mundane day It's important to talk and be open about things you've thought about, things you're thinking about for the future, things that you would like to do together. These are critical things that people forget to do. And the other thing people forget to do is they need to be interested. If you're not interested, you're not going to connect. If you're just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do and phoning it in, that's not what a relationship's all about. It's about being available, being there, fully engaged with your partner at the time. You know, I I don't care if, if, you know, you're both tax lawyers. That must be extremely boring. But uh, you need to ask about your day. You know, it doesn't happen naturally. You have to take some effort and do it. And uh, otherwise, you begin to feel neglected and grow apart. Also, stressors, you know, no one's life is without challenges, some big, some small. The deal is some people live in the future and in the past. They they think of the trauma of the past, something that's happened, you know, maybe they got fired, maybe they had uh, instability of finances, maybe something happened to them, maybe something happened to a child, or they think about the future and all the things to fear. And people that live in fear are stressed out all the time because they're predicting, predicting, predicting. They're just negative Nancys. They live in their negativity and they forget to think about the now. The now is where you exist. And uh, if you live in the future, you're never going to make changes. And so stressors are mostly inside our own brain and how we perceive stressors. I look at stressors as opportunities. They're challenges for us to do a reality check, refresh our perspective, and begin to be positive, find the positive and have faith that the future is going to come out better than the past. And uh, you know, it's silly uh to just sit there and think of negative and live in tension and let stress eat your life away. Also, if you're going to be stressed, you're going to be unreachable to your partner. You know, more importantly, uh, you know, like with the birth of a child is a major emotional adjustment for a couple. And the stress involved in having to do the upkeep and to continuously take care of a baby, especially when you have other children, can be a nightmare for a couple. Not only are you not going to get any sleep because basically they take your life over, but also you're always attending to a thousand chores that you didn't have before the baby was born. And so couples can get lost in, in the times when they raise their children and forget who they are, lose their individuality, and grow apart. You know, and once again, this is something that can be solved. You know, the other thing is, is that, you know, spouses frequently have different coping skills. One may be very emotional. The other may be businesslike. One wants to be hugged. One wants to search the Internet for possible solutions. You know, we can get frustrated by the behavior of our partner by their lack of sympathy to our position, and and this can help us grow apart. You know, some people spend more time with things they can control, like a computer and the internet that'll give you whatever you ask for, rather than the people around you that love you, especially your partner. And so you need to recognize when you are stressing, when you're coping with life, by getting lost in doing things and not connecting with your partner. Coping skills can destroy a relationship. Here's some other keys. Uh, Less intimacy. And what I'm talking about is holding hands, kissing, loving, touching, hugging. I'm not talking about sex, but if that's not there, it's a good indication that you've grown apart. Also, lack of communication. Um, That's a key to any relationship. You know, if you're going to be in a relationship and you can't communicate Forget about it. And communication doesn't mean talking. Communication can come from just touching. Communication can come from eye contact, being in each other's company, the energy that you're carrying to each other, observing each other. That's communication. And that being aware of each other to that uh, note in a sense of your senses all being engaged with each other, that is an extremely sexy experience. Um, You know... When there is absolutely no common interest, that is a sign that that a relationship is growing apart and uh, common interest could be as simple as uh, liking to go to a baseball game and the other doesn't, Uh, spending all the time in front of playing, watching football and the other doesn't. You know, that kind of stuff can crowd a relationship if it's too overwhelming. If there's too much of it, it can destroy a relationship and cause people to grow apart. You know, no one's laughing is a real strong indicator that the relationship has grown apart to the point that, that all they can do is dance around each other and walk on eggshells. You know, uh, more no more uh, one-on-one time with each other. If there's very little time, then there's lack of the intimacy and there's sure going to be a destruction of the relationship. Also uh, we talked about sex life. Also frequent fights, fighting leaves a bitterness, a mistrust and I will tell you any argument In any relationship is a trust issue. And if there is a trust issue between a couple, there's going to be lack of intimacy. And so communication, once again, is the key. And you can learn that in therapy if you have a good therapist. Also, no sex life. If there is no sex life, there is a good indication that this couple on some degree has grown apart to where this relationship is disintegrating because eventually those instincts will kick in. Also, uh, social lives become separate. That is an indicator that people are separating and growing apart. Also, if the priorities are changing with people, it's a very strong indicator. A priority might be, I'm gonna be focused only on the children and not on my partner because I'm sick of them, I've grown apart, I'm not attracted, they stink, they're ugly, they're blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, that person is no longer in your life, but they're there as your partner and you have children and you're stuck with the kids, but you sure don't and you spend all your time with the kids, but you sure don't spend time with your partner. Well, your kids are going to read that by the way. And that's not a good example to provide them. Also, if no one talks about the future, that is a huge indicator that people are growing apart. So, uh, You know, the biggest issue and keys of growing apart comes through your arguing. And I will tell you that anger is a killer of every relationship. If you don't know how to forgive, and I'm going to do a show in a couple weeks on forgiveness. If you don't know how to forgive, you're going to have a very long, miserable life. That is the one gift you should give yourself. So what is real attraction? You know, real attraction is about the person you see when all the pretenses fade away. It's about the light that emanates from their eyes or the radiance of their smile. It's about seeing soul instead of personality and looks. The sustaining beauty of true nature instead of the fleeting beauty of a pretty face is what I'm talking about. It's about what draws you to your partner, what connects you to them, what makes you say yes to them and no to everyone else. That is what real attraction is. It's about the place that feels like home when you can sit next to each other immersed in engaging conversation or content in silence. You know you've got sense of real attraction. Let's understand it in terms of connection instead of terms of superficial beauty. For you know, we've all known people who appear typically beautiful, but as soon as they open their mouth, the spell is broken and their true toad-like nature is revealed. And we've known the opposite scenario as well. The person our culture defines as physically unattractive, but whose essence radiates such as love, warmth, goodness, and they're transformed into a fable prince or princess. And this happens. When you uh, reorient your compass from the surface to essence of a person's soul, you see into the heart of the person you love And the externals naturally fade into the background. This isn't fast or easy, but it can definitely be done. You just have to search within yourself. So, here's some laws of attraction. You know, uh, sometimes we exchange a like for a like. You know, have you ever been told that uh, someone you barely noticed has a crush on you? Then suddenly you felt like, wow, I really like that person. Ooh, they're really attractive. And uh, the attraction might get reciprocated by you based mostly on the fact that you could feel complimented by the fact that they like you. Um, You know, people's faces that are symmetrical can also uh, be an advantage. Um, Some people love some straight faces, well-aligned eyes, lips, noses. Symmetry tends to be found attractive because it's basically all perfect which is directly related to excellent genes and potential uh, creative, beautiful babies. So people that see people as their symmetry is correct, they imagine what their children are going to be like with that person and bing, bang, boom, they think, wow, 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 I'm totally attracted. That is one of the laws of attraction. What kind of kids is this person going to produce with me? Okay, birth control pills can take attraction away did you know that? A study found that these oral conceptives influenced some women's opinions so significantly that down the road, they were prone to losing attraction to their partner. The pill may persuade a woman to seek redeeming qualities such as brains and financial security or completely alter her preferences while taking a regular dose of it. So hopefully if you're an extremely ugly man, you'll meet a woman on birth control and suddenly they will see your essence. People whose parents had them in their 30s and 40s are likely to find older looking faces more attractive than someone born to a younger couple. And that can be very interesting. But it also, you know, the fact is, is that some of these older people that have children, such as myself, uh, tend to surround their children with older people. And that's what the child grows up with. And they find that bond to be very safe. Uh, It becomes part of their environment. You know, sometimes love is legitimately in the air. You know, there's odorless pheromones of, of sorts that people uh, will produce. It's in sweat. And again, it's odorless, but so, so some people uh, can smell that and really find it attractive. We're going to talk about love yourself first. We're going to talk about unhappy and then peaceful relationships and then how to fix this growing apart. Come back.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951 818 7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com.
3: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
1: Are decisions at the leadership level determined by influences of external factors? Discover by tuning into From the Boardroom to the Bedroom, The Protocol Praxis with Suzanne Z. Pedro. Science reveals that decisions are made subconsciously based on emotions and learning which occurs before one is aware. So take a chance, open the door, reframe your critical decisions with proven successful strategies, The Boardroom to the Bedroom. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about uh, the wonderful, and I'm being sarcastic, event of growing apart in a relationship. Going into the laws of attraction, there's a few other things that I want to give you that I uh, talked about prior to the break. And uh, one is... One law of attraction is the higher up you place a person on a pedestal, the more you're going to want them. There's lots of people that people look up to that are ugly as sin, but they place them on this pedestal and they make them out to be the most wonderful individual and that will make them actually attracted to that person in some way, especially if that person on the pedestal shows some interest in them. Uh, Here's the thing for women. Hungry men tend to favor heavier women and uh, well, gee, I wonder why <laughs> it 's a social economic thing uh, in in theory. A larger woman would be associated with having access to more resources it 's kind of a genetic thing uh, from our past, from our caveman days, but more uh, heavier people identif- are identified as people that can take care of themselves. Um, if you look at some very primitive cultures, uh, one would a good one would be like the Hawaiian culture. Uh, where, uh, or, or even in, uh, uh, you know, the the Fiji Islands and stuff like that, Polynesia in general, uh, uh, people that are bigger are looked at as most attractive. Once again, because they're able to gain resources, so our attractions can change also based on our cultural values. You know, there's been times in uh, the Anglo culture where people have been extremely attracted to people that are overweight and then there have been times where people are more attracted to people that are thin, so what was considered to be beautiful at one time in our days and age can be moved to something else. Also, if uh, you make the first move, you're likely going to be more attracted. Also, wearing red can make people feel and sense that you are more sexual. So red is a color of attraction. It actually engages the eye, and it uh, calls for people to feel more attracted to each other. Okay, now here's a deal about falling in love. Falling in love and loving someone you're in a long-term relationship is critical. If you don't love yourself first, you are going to have a hard time loving your family and loving your partner. You cannot fully love another person until you love yourself. When you find yourself feeling a lack of love and attraction for your partner, the first place to look inside of you Are you feeling disconnected from yourself? Don't look at your partner. Look at yourself. Are you feeling disconnected from you? Are you tired, hormonal, stressed, hungover? Self-love is saying no to things that hurt you. Health, boundaries, relationships, jobs all fall into that. And so we have to take care of ourselves by deciding on what fits in our life and what doesn't. You know, once you're past the honeymoon stage, where the exhilaration of new love overrides your own inner states of connection or disconnection, the work of conscious love requires a recognition that your partner is often a screen onto which you project your inner states. So, when you're feeling good inside yourself, you'll see the good in your partner. When you're feeling the bad inside yourself, you'll project that on your partner. You know, when you're off kilter, your perception will likely uh, likewise be altered and you'll be more likely to see your partner through blurred vision, through interpretations of your own self and the own judgment on yourself. So, let's just start with unhappy to peaceful. You know, people that complain. People that complain, it's okay to complain every once in a while. But the deal is, if your whole life is about complaining and that everybody can predict that whatever's going to come out of your mouth is a complaint, that's called a whiner. Not very sexy. People love to be around lighthearted, easygoing, happy people who don't take stuff so damn serious in this life. Life is not meant to be extremely serious it is if you take yourself so serious you're never going to enjoy humor you're never going to enjoy life you're just going to cope also people that avoid problems you know uh, they stick their head in the sand um, postpone the problem make it worse so you know try something Uh, do the complete opposite of your behavior try not to procrastinate try doing it right away tackle something that you thought you would avoid and do it right away And see how you feel about it and see if it can redefine you. You know, just do it for the sake of doing it. Comparing yourself to others is another way that we can be extremely unhappy people. And uh, if we see others as an inspiration, they can be our source of motivation or they can also drive us into reckless depression. So beating yourself up if you're not at the same level, you know, try to see what they did to make themselves at that level and see if we can integrate some of the things that they were successful with into our own life. That is a way to go from unhappy to peaceful. And also worrying about things that have not happened yet. You know, we talked about it earlier, but worriers are, are people that will just suck the life out of you because all they talk about is the possibility of negative things happening in the future. People letting problems overwhelm them is another way to be happy just wake up every day and ask yourself how you can change and what actions you can take to improve your life a tiny bit and guess what may happen things may improve The truth is also some people will stay in a relationship that no longer fits them. They're with a partner that has completely outgrown them and they've outgrown their partner. They are in two different worlds and none shall meet. You know, if you're going to try to suck the life out of a relationship that no longer has energy, um, it's going to be very difficult. So sometimes it's you just need to roll up your sleeves and walk away. Try to develop something different, and that's not necessarily a good decision if you have children and things like that. This is something you need to work through in therapy and really think about and talk about uh, to someone. Try to change others is a way to make yourself enormously unhappy. If you want to do that and try to focus on things you cannot control, um, you'll be surprised how much you can change by turning your own attitude around and a people that are pleasers. You're never going to please everybody. And so you have to stop taking their opinions so serious. You know, if you're going to sit around and live to be accepted, you're going to find your life empty. Um, If you don't, and also in life, if you do things you don't love, you're going to find yourself in a very unhappy life. You need to find out what your passion is in life. So, If we're going to heal this thing and grow back together, we need to focus on what you appreciate about your partner. One of the quickest ways to reorient your focus from external to internal attraction is to focus on gratitude. Gratitude. Thank you. Thanking each other. Please. Being polite. Recognizing when your partner is going out of their way. When we focus on what we love Instead of what we perceive as missing, the channels in our hearts open up and communicate. The misperception will clear away and we're able to see our partners for who they really are beyond all the externals that we have grown to look at. Also, if you're going to walk through life with someone for the next several decades, the practice of redefining attraction will serve you well. It's undeniable and inevitable occurrence that everyone's physical body is going to deteriorate. And if it does, that's just the way things are in life. And so you've got to find internal ways to be attracted. And If you're attracted to the pretty version of beauty, you'll find yourself in quite an uncomfortable spot. Uh, so let, you know, let your learning about real attraction and how to find someone attractive internally begin now. And that is an education process that you will have to either take on yourself and, and learn about or take on in therapy or learn some, from somebody that mentors you. Okay, now, growing back together, first of all, you want to open up and just say, hey, I'm losing it for you. I, I'm not feeling the same things and I want to get us closer together. I'm not feeling close to you and I really want to feel that. I, I, it seems like we're growing apart. You know, these are things you would want to say to your partner. This invites collaboration, communication, in- instead of doing this blame thing, instead of keeping it to yourself. Maybe you decide to schedule more time together. Maybe you decide to get away. Re- uh, you know, read a relationship book. Go to couples counseling. You know, sometimes a few therapy sessions can make a big difference. Also, prioritize sex. You know, intimacy is huge. Couples who do not grow apart continue to maintain a satisfying sexual relationship. This is imperative. In fact, sex can be a barometer for how healthy a relationship is. You know, commit to making sex a priority. That touching, that feeling, that desire is there. You need to reintegrate it and engage it with each other. And sometimes you're going to have to fake it till you make it. Break back, bring back these old habits. You know, it, it also that's growing back together. Things that you used to do, like like uh, giving flowers, saying thank you, kissing, hugging, loving, holding hands. You know, reoccurring date nights. Also, if if you're gonna have a conversation that's meaningful about growing back together, you you want to maintain an interest in each other. And ask questions of each other's individuality and what you've been doing and how you're doing it. You know if, if you know how if if your new parents ask each other how you're dealing with new parenting. Um, you know, ask the big questions. What, what makes you happiest in life? What makes you most peaceful? Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? What's our bucket list for this relationship? What's our relationship all about? What do we value? What do we want in our life? What, what are things that we just absolutely have to have? You know, you got to make your relationship a top priority. Um, you have to make, intentional decisions that are opportunities to come together. And that may include an intimate relationship with your partner that you schedule. Yes, schedule. Also, spend quality time together. And that means quality, not quantity, quality. That means being available for each other. You know, it's really nice if people want to grow back together to join in a hobby or an interest um, you know, I, I know some folks just love like hiking and going to the river or whatever, RVing. That's a great day. That's a great day and it's a great way to get to know each other and you don't always have to do it with the kids. You know, also, if people want to grow back together you know, taking a trip down memory lane is not a bad idea. Going back to the past happinesses that they've experienced and re-grabbing on some of those feelings and, and learning from the experiences that brought them together in the past is always a good idea to maintaining the integrity of a relationship and growing those feelings back together. So, you know, I hope some of this helps. You know, if you want your love to stay fresh and new, You have to put a conscious effort into your relationship and do things consciously, not just hope it falls on the hood of your car. That's our show. Absurd Psychology is next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern. Our next show is How to Fix Your Fat Ass. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now remember, when a man holds a woman's hand before marriage, it is love. After marriage, it is self-defense. Also, love is one long, sweet dream, and marriage is the alarm clock. Thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great week. I look, I look forward to... Uh, How to Fix Your Fat Ass, next Friday.
1: That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.